Hey, hello. It's 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 a Sunday, and I'm going to record an episode of this podcast. You missed me? Probably not. Let's start the show. Hello, welcome to a podcast with Ron Haas. I'm your host, Ron Haas. Uh, we're back, kind of. Well, not back, back. I just... I got maybe an hour on me before I have to go sleep. Because I'm getting tired. <clears throat> uh, how's it going? I'm hanging in there. My mom's hanging in there. It's a weird world we live in. Um, so... Uh, first things first. How, how's it going? Hi. Um, been a weird while. Um, I, I I'm still out of the loop of video games. I'm I'm thinking they're talking Starfield, like Starfield still, and Baldur's Gate. Who what's gonna be game of the year? Who knows? Um, so so that's gonna be interesting. Um, additionally, uh, we, it's it's I'm very delirious. I'm not gonna lie, folks. I'm I'm very delirious. I don't know if I have it in me to record this episode. It's gonna be very lo-fi. <laughs> um, so if I fall asleep, that's the end of the episode. It'll be very funny. <laughs> so, uh, here here's here's the thing. Um, I I'm recording games as I suppose on the side here. I only have a few minutes here and there to just throw my thoughts onto a show. And it's it's been interesting. Lotria Loca is a, a, actually an okay show. Snake Oil is a very interesting show. Uh, Ray the Cage is coming up Friday thirteenth. Uh, I will be talking about that. Big Brother debuted today. It's a very great show. I'm saying very great show to all these things, not to like hold my hand, but because I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff that's coming up. Uh, so I've been excited about these game shows. Press Your Luck is coming up Tuesday, and it's my favorite game show. It, it, it just, to me, there's so much happy things going on in the world of television. The writer strike has ended. Peace is back in the middle. Oh, wait, not that part. Absolutely not that part. Actually, probably far opposite. Uh, anyway, I stay with Palestine. If you're wondering how I feel. Uh, also, Jews are good. They're not mutually exclusive. Jews are great. Free Palestine. You can be both. I just hate the anti-Semitism on the internet. That's all. All it is, like, the people trying to give their thoughts on the whole Israel uh, and Palestine conflict are really, like, the weirdest people because these are the people who would make the South Park Jewish stereotype and terrorist because you're from the Middle East jokes like 12 years ago and they're thinking they can be an expert on uh, relations suddenly I don't get it um, but I think they're also dumb shits who gives a shit everything's terrible in the Middle East and also here domestically uh, so anyway uh I'm using games as a coping mechanism right now, and that's just the sad state of the affairs. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, did you know there's a Five Nights at Freddy's movie? Jump scare. Five Nights at Freddy's, a jump scare. Uh, it should be fun. Hey, I got liquid death here. Let me just drink that because I'm a little thirsty. I had the mambo sauce the other day and the uh, sweet and spicy jam. I think the sweet and spicy jam would be good on a McGriddle, but the mamba sauce should be a full-time item. I think it, 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 it's a better than barbecue. It's better than sweet and sour. It's better than buffalo. It's the best sauce. And McDonald's, if they dr leave it, they leave in money on the table. Because that's a damn good sauce. 
plus it's trendy like hot honey you got you gotta keep mambo sauce anyway uh enough of that shit uh let's see here i don't know what's going on in the world of video games other than epic it laid off a lot of people that fucking sucks uh especially the fall guys team because they got bought by it Mediatonic. And I love Murder by Numbers, so it's just... It's been a little heartbreaking, to say the least. But that's capitalism, folks. Uh, additionally, additionally, uh, I wanted to uh, quickly uh, talk about um, what I've been watching in general. Um, Taskmaster has a new season. It's up now on YouTube. You don't have to get like a VPN or go through the, the Reddit channels to try and illegally watch Taskmaster. It's now legally available the next day, and I think that's a major improvement. I've been watching The Devil's Plane on Netflix because it's from the people who made The Genius and such a, a far out show. Um, I haven't been watching wrestling that much. Um, what uh, I, I've come to the conclusion when it comes to wrestling, I it, the pay per views are fun, but not the TV shows. And and I came up with my finally, I realized if I was ever in wrestling, I would be a, a, essentially my gimmick would be I'm, I'm not a wrestler, I'd be a color commentator like Bobby Heenan. And all I would be doing is just bad mouthing fucking wrestling shows and wrestlers and premises and just scorch earth everything like like uh i, I had dumb lines already li listed like bringing the mid to midweek entertainment welcome to the wrestling show and hey it's a friday night and you're watching wrestling good choice buddy things like that <clears throat> but of course more energy uh <laughs> Things like that was what I was... Because, like, every time I go online to look at, like, wrestling takes these days, it has just become trash. Trash opinions. Just like, oh, I can't believe uh, they got rid of this. So and so and so. I don't care. I just, like, television is there to try and sell a pay-per-view. And the pay-per-views should be good, but most of the time is just okay. Especially if it's WWE. They're there for the big surprise, and then that's it. But hopefully things end up being well. I think next will be Hell in a Cell over there, because it's October and we have to do a spooky thing. Um, or Extreme Rules. Remember the Extreme Rules horror show? with? Oh, that was just embarrassing. Uh, so, anyway, I, I realized that would be my kind of the thing is just pointing out things like, do you know referees don't really know how to count to ten correctly? They're really taking their sweet-ass time. And that would be my fucking wrestling gimmick. I just realized that would be it. It's just the person who just would shit on wrestling. Because, essentially, you will hopefully appeal to people who don't like wrestling, because, oh my god, I'm fucking watching this crappy wrestling show. At least this guy gets me. And two... It might help those people out when, if I get, like, excited for something. Oh, then maybe I should get excited, too, because this guy finally seems to like something that happened. That's that's nice. And that should help with, you know, boosting the people. It's, it's not like be a heel or a face. Just really, like, guy who's burnt out on wrestling, commentating on wrestling, being the best gimmick you can think of. Hey, who's your favorite NXT? Can't wait to see them crack their ankle and be out of commission for five months and then come back with a whole new name and personality. That kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, that, that was kind of what I was thinking of. Uh, anyway, if you want to call your commentator, let me know. Uh, I also uh, shot my shot on X, the ones to watch for explosions and a world's whiniest baby owning the website. Uh, I, I, I said, I, I, I said, I, I probably should have said this here too. I'm shooting my shot and I'm pretty sure it's not gonna happen. I, like, cause Spirit, 
you know, you, the, the, what is that? No, the secret. You have to just manifest it. And it'll come true. So. I, I think I said this on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jordan Haas. I'll say it here. I said it on Twitter. Here's the manifestation. I think I can make the... If I can get the... If I, if I ever have, like, millions of dollars, which will not happen because I don't win the lottery and I'm cheap as shit. I think I can crack the code on G4. I know that's far behind, and everyone's doing the retrospectives. And, oh, we killed G4. It, was, it happened to attack of the show, and X play, and all. Who cares? Name your prices on the air right now. It's back. Here's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> you got to go the dropout route. I'm tired of achievement. Okay, so here's how the manifestation happened. First, it started right when, it, when G4 crashed and burned. And I've been honing in on fixing this shit for a year at this point. And not in a, oh, if they would have done this, it would have been better. If they would have done that, it would be better. It's more of if they would have listened to me and did this and this and this, this would have not happened. Because I'm pretty sure I'd be right. Most of the time, I was making business decisions, not, I'm a big fan of video games and comedy. So... When Achievement Hunter is is gone, and now it's uh, it's some sketch show called Dog Bark over at Rooster Teeth, and that's what sparked a lot of reactions from their fan base, and I'm, I don't blame them. I like Rooster Teeth, but it feels like a lot of their content is just scattered and mismanaged. It's we have enough to do a improv show, and then in three years we'll do it again, maybe. Or we'll just play video games because it's cheap and everyone's doing it. But now because the analytics are saying we shouldn't, we should not do it. And they, are, they don't have their branding anymore. Most of their branding is what G4 has doing in its closing days, which is podcasting. And podcasting is, I don't know if you know this, podcasting is cheap. I'm just on a microphone. I'm looking at the webcam and the webcam isn't even on. And... All you need is personalities, and you're good. And also, uh, NordVPN, or whatever the fuck the ads are. Because um, it's the easiest thing, because it's little content. You have one set. It's a to- like, talk shows are cheap, game shows are cheap. And podcasts are essentially talk shows. But podcasting is the not only cheap medium, it's the toughest medium to really break into, because you're essentially doing the equivalent of vlogging. You'll either have to change up the gimmick and do something unique, like cheap show with finding cheap products to talk about, or you have to come up with your niche, like game shows, I suppose, where it's just game shows. And I don't think they know what the hell they're doing in that front. And they've been doing that for five years now, or I think six, no, wait, like about a decade now of just podcasts, like Drunk Tank. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's kind of just upset me. Same thing with uh, Giant Bomb. Because uh, the only thing they have really going now is the bomb cast. And it's... Mid? Not good? Terrible to listen to? Nextlander's available. Cloth Map is available. Remap is available. Fucking Jeff Gersman's available. There's other gaming podcasts out there. Maybe that one's not really fucking. Listen to Beast Cast. No, sorry. Listen to the Jam Bomb Cast, and then listen to Fire Escape, the other podcast with uh, Dan Reichert. Two totally different energies. Better. But they yet they have the same fucking anecdotes every fucking time. It's annoying. That's the problem of podcasting, by the way. Is you're going to be telling the same anecdotes over and over again. Me bringing up G4 over and over again. Game shows over and over again. Helping out my mom over and over again. This happens over and over again. I hate that. I, I You want, like, refreshing things. Otherwise, you're just repeating yourself. And anecdotes are only anecdotes every so often. So you want to really keep those kind of spare the moments. You can say them while playing a video game on an off chance it's on YouTube. Or if you're going to be making a big old documentary. And not a spur-of-the-moment rambly thing like, what the fuck I'm doing? So, anyway, back to the, the, the manifestation. I think I can do G4. 
The secret to making G4 is you either have you have to go the route of either Nebula or Dropout. You have to paywall that shit. Not only do you have to paywall that shit, you have to make sure everything is, uh, f- I'd say fast, but very affordable. Like, think you're making four bucks a month and what, like maybe sub 20,000, so 80,000 dollars. You need a really low budget set and shit. Um, and you have to focus on getting security rights for gaming, for clearance. If not, do the giant bomb route. You're just there for commentary criticism and it's your fair use, which is exactly what Nebula does because half their content is video essays. And those video essays are of movies and TV shows and having licensing of photos and stock images to prove your point. So you need to continue with that route because that's all it really is. If you're going into comedy, well, it's a different ball game. You're not there for fair use. You're there for a comedy show. Um, and that's its own set of uh, hiccups. But but the thing is, college humor has clearance things when they do things like um actually. So I'm I'm sure it's doable. I'm sure a lot of this is very very fucking doable. Additionally, you have to set your schedule. You have to figure out what the hell it is, cast correctly. I I as much as I love this new cast that they had. I think you want to go for more unknowns to lower in people, maybe like 10,000 view followers, 5,000, 2,200. You got to go for more personalities that will become the face of these things rather than they already have 200,000 views and then they come to you. The reason you don't want that is simply put because the audience that they grab are only there for that person. If they end up losing their contract, they you lose out on mostly them and where they're going. Additionally, for most social media influencers, it's a juggle. You're not they you have their time and then they have the time to do their channel. So when I think of somebody like Gerard the Completionist, hardworking guy, but he has to juggle between G4 and the Completionist YouTube channel, and he has to complete a video game in time, and that fucking broke him. That's not good for either party. As much as you would want to have him do stuff, what would have been better is if you can make him like a guest on a show or a guest contributor, like something like he's a, he's your attack of this show guest for the Monday episode and he's going to be on the couch talking video games. That's all you really fucking needed out of the guy. So when it comes to content creators, you don't want to go that route. I, as much as I love content creators, you don't want to get MatPat. You'll get the short-term gain of, oh my god, MatPat's on this new thing. I want to get money. And throw. No, because MatPat's focus will be on what he does with the film theory and shit. He, he, his whole focus is on that. It will never be on your business venture of making money on your entertainment platform. So you gotta make sure you know how to direct the attention on things. You don't, I hate to say herd cattle, but like, you want these people to be the face of your, your thing, and that way they become well known. So then eventually they can venture off and leave and do their own thing, kind of like what some people did at Rooster Teeth early on, what people did at Screw Attack early on, etc., etc. Uh, it's it, it, additionally with that because I'm shooting my shot here. Uh, I think it can be done. I think G4 can can be fixed, but if not G4, you can call it something else. I'm just throwing that out there because I think Geek and Sundry kind of work with tabletop uh, and Nerdist with news. I think there is a place you can do for news and, and pop culture news and, and all this shit because every single time I, I, I read about laying off uh, people in the gaming news industry and in like the AV club and it's all of these people who I have chatted with on the side or mutuals on Twitter and they're laid off and it's like but they did their job correctly they were bringing the news and the, but the text based environment doesn't work and and I'm led to believe, and this is where my brain's coming from, maybe this is why it's a bad idea. You can do fucking both. 
you, if you're going to do a new G4 or new whatever, you make it text-based. People will fucking read. People read fucking threads all the time. In fact, there's a whole new social media thing called threads. People read message board posts all the time. Don't believe me? F apparently, apparently the uh, the uh, what what the hell is that? Uh, uh, that hate group uh, blog are still around. It's still there. Each hand, still around. All these weirdos are still around. Um, it's what you have to focus on is just how do you get your audience n and not do venture capital bullshit that 10 times X on thing you want to make sure it's okay to plateau as long as you can cover everything pay your crew pay your cast pay your editors pay your lighting bill pay your f your your computers your games your everything and, and have enough that you have a paycheck, me, and then have enough to have a, like, enough that you can keep going for year after year after year and only tidy up when people leave or if there's a new game that shows up, maybe try a pilot and something like that and, and run a test. I, you, it can be fucking done is what I'm getting at. And I, I want to be that, in, I say independent, but that's where I, I feel like I kind of feel like I need to go at this point. I hate to say I want to be behind the scenes more, but I'm getting fucking old and tired. I'm not going to be a host of a game show anytime soon. And I, I, I as much as I'm funny and cleverly writ written, it's too late for me. There's better people out there. All I can be is a good strategist, and I would rather do that strategy for my fucking business and my idea then help out Paramount because they don't fucking listen. They're not going to care because 10x revenue shareholder thing, we got to get rid of the, the, the. No. I hate that. You can do text again. You can do video content. You can do both. And I think you can make that affordable. And I think you can get a real audience. And I. Honestly, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm gearing towards, too, is review structure. I, I, my focus is maybe you can do multiple reviews. I want to get, like, if I can get, like, people who are the official, like, reviewers of the content, like, we, like GameSpot or something, and you get your review, but you have another review show that's a counter-opinion. And then you have like a community review opinion where it's like, what does, you know, the people who pay money think about this game? And then you have your like, uh, I, I had this pitch idea for a show and I'm sure someone will steal it because, hey, it's a podcast and people steal shit all the time. Look at Squid Game. Um, not, not, not someone stealing Squid Game, like Mr. Beast taking Squid Game into making a show out of it. <clears throat> it's what if you have a game and then you bring in like like 12 angry viewers from MTV back in the day. You get 12 angry gamers to talk about the video game that they just played. Or like spoilers of Kevin Smith in that same regard. And make that a video game show. Where everyone's talking about the game, what they like, what they didn't like. And you can have a mix of opinions. Because that's kind of what you want. You want aggregation, but you don't want fucking Metacritic. Because Metacritic fucking sucks. It's 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 terrible. First of all, on a on a search engine standpoint, too, for what the publisher does to the to the developers. If you don't reach this sort of thing, you don't. And two, for gamers who are diehard fans of the show, because oh my god, you didn't like it. Well, because you know one person doesn't like the game doesn't mean the game is not bad. Someone else really loves it, and you're supposed to share that kind of enjoyment. I, I think that is kind of where you need to go in terms of video game content. You want to have it be that you can, I hate to say, you can disagree and still be friends, but kind of that with pretty much bullshit that doesn't matter, which is video games and TV shows and movies. That's that's where the money lies, is, is if you can do that. 
I, I don't think people really I hate fandom I hate fandom anything because it always is that gatekeeping how dare you blah 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 and it's just not my prerogative I want it to be more of a celebration I want it to be more exciting and I just think it's doable uh, the problem is a lot of these times when you make a pitch idea esports we gotta do it like esports you know like ven ven was gonna be esports and g4 was gonna be esports and this is e no esports is like the, it, it's the pandora's box you do not want to open that because some because essentially it's all venture capital money at esports it's a hypothetical because it's a live sports and people watch live broadcasts and all these esports teams and all of this mostly crypto mostly shady money is thrown there and to get an esports thing on your fucking channel is, is going to be tough because one you'll have to care about that game so much that you're willing to pay money to watch it two you have to care about teams and all this shit to care about watching it three licensing from the fucking publishers and developers of the game oh rocket league didn't turn our call so now what the fuck do we do it becomes this challenge and i think by having it be a sports you're also in opening another can of worms which is that commentating criticism nebula video essay versus a sport we, we want to make sure you separate that and yet still have some whimsy and comedy if you want and, and skits you still have to keep skits you still have to be silly you still have to have irrelevance and, and, and nice ideas but I would rather focus that on game shows for instance because that's lower budget and I love game shows I would focus that on uh, documentaries instead of uh, what's the offering going on I mean, that's just me shooting my shot. I, I think I can do that. Written word and video content, you have to treat it like dropout, though. It has to be kind of like a dropout. It has to build over time. And it. And most times when you see a streaming, it's like a restaurant. You get a CISO for two years and then it crashes. Or you get a, a Quibi, which is less than a year, and it crashes the big problem is those are all corporate owned and venture capital bullshit and i think you need something to be self-taught and self-starting kind of like a, someone's patreon all the patreons now in a world of hurt as well where it is the i feel like by throwing money i am paying for all of this great shit and i feel good about that you want that I feel like I'm chipping in and my voice is heard. That's the main goal I want to offer. And I don't know if that's going to be doable. Because I don't fucking have millions of dollars. And two, and two I don't know if it's going to work. Because it's streaming and all these streaming things are all together. And oh my god, I don't want to... There's so much. There's Netflix and Disney. and then the th No, I, I want to be in the dropout market. I want Dropout and Nebula to be the comparisons. Maybe Rooster Teeth, maybe Crunchyroll. But things like that. I want it to be things you're interested in and silly and fun. And game shows. I want to talk about games. I want to talk about board games. I want to talk about uh, game shows. I want game shows. I want that, that kind of uniqueness to be brought in and I don't know if that'll ever happen but that's not my dream I can't be a fucking game show host because I'm not a, a established big time comedian like David Spade or an actor like Elizabeth Banks three all of this shit is on the streaming and you need social media influencing and I don't know if you know this but I only have like a hundred followers on Blue Sky I don't have that many friends to speak of. I'm losing my fucking sanity half the time as well. I feel like the second the worst happens, I'm going to have to end up freaking the fuck out and crying to my sleep. And I think I can break this mold. I, I, to, to me, what has been keeping me going, and I know a lot of people have been probably asking that, is, Jordan, why won't... 
you're I know you're dealing with all this shit behind the scenes. What's keeping you going? What's keeping you motivated? And that is kind of like um it's weird because I feel like, you know, you're in a pandemic. I'm still stuck in so I haven't left the fucking house in like 2 months. It's this feeling of lost and stuck and oh my god, time's passing by. I can't do shit. But it's that almost because maybe I have that it's it's that hypomania aspect of my life where I'm just jotting down thousands of lines of things of like but then this can happen and this can happen and this can happen if we do this and this and this and this and this and we can have that and this can happen if this was this and this and this and just kept like motivating for this concept that I just explained and obviously someone else can steal it it's no proprietary obviously I don't own G4 like obviously Comcast can do whatever the fuck they want but Hey, there's only one Jordan, and I don't care. I'll call it a game station. I will call it um, Pez 2.0. I don't care what to call it. I will have to come up with a name, an alternative name for it. Um, but it will be better. I'm not in the market to compete. I don't want to be in the competition market. I don't want to go subscribe to us over the other guy. I'm trying to say. You can break this down. You get the right people in the right place with the right people who can produce and you can create the new Game Center CX. You can create something as good as Starcade. You can come up with an X play, a better attack of the show. You can come up with something just as good as uh, what the fuck was that show I used to watch? Um, not not Games Master. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote down new Games Master on this sheet. Uh, what was that fucking show called? Uh, not go eight bit either. It's not. It's a. It's a nerdy show. It's the not geeks who drink. Okay, so I'm drawing a blank probably because I'm tired. It's like a G4 attack of the show, but it was not on G4, and it was like it was like a movie and computer computer chronicles. You know, computer chronicles. That's all. Anyway, uh, plus you can do sponsorship deals with Steam or whatever, make money, and no one cares because you're being paid by the people. You're not doing sponsored ad reads. I don't want to do sponsored ad reads. I don't want commercial breaks. If you're going to do fucking commercials, you're putting that shit on YouTube so you double the ad revenue, and even then, keep it on Vimeo, keep it on somewhere else because you want to double in that all that shit because what happens is what if YouTube crashes and burns or what if you get demonetized or one of this, all this shit that even though you have the best legal team in the business, you still get your shit pulled from YouTube or some horse around happens and you're even though you're a business, it doesn't matter. That's what happens. And it pisses me off. Anyway, that's me shooting my shot. Additionally, even though I am old, I'm saying I'm old, I'm almost 35. Um, even though I'm getting old, I, I still think I can host a game show. Because even though this is my big old game show, my game television idea, I still want to host a game show. I still have game show concepts, game show formats. And I think I could do a production house, too. Absolutely, I can do a production house. I watched Virtually Impossible, and it, Sony, the people who brought you Millionaire, gave a YouTuber a fucking virtual reality-based game show, and it's, I don't know, let's say sucked, but... Eh, is the best way to describe it. And then I see things like Buzzer trying to do that back in the day when they got YouTube influencers to play the Buzzer game shows. You can do something better. You don't have to be Mr. Beast. Everyone's trying to focus on trying to be the next Mr. Beast. You don't have to. Just make a unique enough game show that reaches maybe enough views that you can get AdSense revenue or you can end up with sponsorship deals and you're fine. Um game shows are really a difficult nut to crack in this modern age because a lot of people uh, think that the quiz game show like Jeopardy can't last because it's a daily format and most people want streaming at an on-demand variable not a daily variable so you want to come up with more weekly shows or shows that last maybe 10 episodes and you can binge before you're done 
I'm trying to crack that nut right now. I'm trying to figure out how that whole stream works. I'm focusing more on like House of Games has done like strip shows for five nights. I've seen um, old uh, Games World where it's like a tournament structure and each of the four go on to the Friday finale. Things like that happen all the time. And I'm basically that's what I've been up to. I know I haven't been saying a lot because obviously a little busy. That has been my hyper focus for about, I would say a year at this point, but it's been longer than that in the game show standpoint, obviously. I can break down a lot of fucking things. I, I think that's kind of where my head goes. Uh, I can come up with a better survivor challenge, a big brother challenge, an amazing race challenge. I can come up with things that feel perfect for something like that. I, I think the biggest, like hard to thing is just trying to crack that web zone the the internet as it were i can do it i believe i can do it um and i don't believe in myself that much but i know i can create the best game show production house and hopefully not get sold by bana j and two make one of the best streaming services enough that you can you want to get it with dropout and with a nebula and, and have all these amazing uh pieces of information thrown your way it's more silly not i don't want to fucking make channel awesome <laughs> i don't want to do red letter media i want its own coolness i want its own i want it to feel like you are paying money for a premium I don't want it to feel like you are getting a vlogger like this shit that I'm doing right now. Better than this. Because um, it's a podcast. I, if you're going to do a podcast, you make that attack of the show, you make that a daily live out action show, and you make that part of the interview show because that's how you make attack of the show better. By making it an hour-long show, you make it like a news magazine, like a, like a, like a morning show. You have your, your intro thing with cool websites and cool YouTube videos. Then you have an interview. Then you have a segment, maybe something you found that's a product or a game or a gadget or new releases in streaming or new releases in comic books. And then a second interview if you have time or just something a little bit more silly at the end. And you're good. You rinse, repeat that fucking five nights a week. People will watch it. Uh, that's all. Anyway, uh, field pieces, that's the secret. Pre-recorded field pieces. Uh, and you want to make sure you can crack that late night game talk show aspect as well. Which I think the secret might be, you do what John Oliver does and just do it once a week instead of daily. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, I mean, he's the one with the fucking Emmys. Colbert has doesn't have an Emmy since Colbert Report. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> does Bill Marshall have a job? I want I want to basically pitch the reverse of Club Random. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, that that's my shoot my shot. Those are my goals, probably for the rest of my life now. I want to make a game show production house, and I want to make the best streaming, gaming, nerdy bullshit thing imaginable. I want to pick up where Chris Hardwick left off. Where did you go, Chris? Where did you go? Did you go back to Memphis to do stand-up? Whatever happened to Meltdown? I thought you were going to buy Meltdown comics. What happened with that? I'm, I, I, I'm being mean to Chris. I don't want to be mean to Chris Hardwick. He's nice. Uh, he once gave me he once gave me stand-up advice anyway uh, so that's me shooting my shot um, I think I'm repeating myself three times on that but I can't emphasize how much that has been my focus um, and if, if it comes out that way yeah it does I, I'm, I'm working on a project about deal or no deal um, now I heard the Funkland's doing Deal or No Deal as a topic in a future video. I mean, he, he, he has this probably been more researched than mine, even though I've watched every country's version, and I know the cultural ticks in a lot of them. I, 
I don't know how I feel about Deal or No Deal Island. I think Deal or No Deal Island might bust because Deal or No Deal Island, unless everyone gets to play Deal or No Deal at the end if they get eliminated, so everybody gets a chance to play Deal or No Deal, it, it, it's not going to work because this, the, the hook of Deal or No Deal was its simplicity in the game description and its rules that anybody from like a four-year-old to a hundred-year-old can figure out, pick the briefcases, keep the high number of ones left in the game because that means more money and the banker gives you an offer. Like Things like that are just so easy and I think Deal or No, no Deal Island will uh, gum up the works by putting in physical challenges or making elimination concepts like vote out somebody and you're just to me that that eliminates the fun of the show because now it's everyone can play this game anyone deserves to play is now well who deserves it the most who deserves to play this show now and it's just icky i don't know i don't think that that works it's cheaper probably also to just have done 10 episodes in a studio and, and save it for like filler save it for a week-long christmas event bring back take it all uh, or as it, everyone has been screaming about for about three years now one versus 100 because battle royale formats are all the rage dumbasses that was the first episode game shows i suppose i was right and now what people say xbox should bring back one versus 100 well you know anyway uh in addition to that exciting uh, Dealer New Island, uh, Dealer New UK has a more uh, spaceship set with a $100,000 prize. I think that is going to alienate a lot of people to watch because the big hook of Dealer New UK was, was you're not going to get null. So you're going to get... It's not going to be Noel Edmonds anymore. So you're going to have to try and make it feel like a primetime game show, but it's a little tough than that because you've got Catchphrase Guy doing it, Rolling in It Guy, Stephen Mulhern. Mulhern is a good host. He's a good enough presenter. He's a fun magician. But you're playing for 100000 now is the top prize. So essentially every game is you knocked out the quarter million at the beginning of the game because you're playing for less money. But you're still keeping it stretched out to a full hour. And additionally, the board is a lot less money, which means now the dramatic is do you win 2,000 pounds or 50 pounds versus the old days when it would have been you want to win 5,000 or 20. It, it, it changes. You want that big money because you want that kind of aspect of decision-making that comes with taking a deal because it's life-changing amounts of money. When it becomes less money, people will tend to take risk more because if it's a chance at 3,000 pounds or a chance at 100 pounds and I'm offered 400 pounds, I'm going to take the risk because honestly, I get 100 pounds no matter what, it's not that big of a risk. But if you increase that value and you increase that risk, where now it's like 20,000 versus 50, and I'm offering you 4,000, not 400. Okay, well, 4,000 could actually do something. I could go on a vacation. Maybe I should take the. That's the hiccup I have with that show. These two reboots might not do so well and i'm very disappointed because i love that game show because it's such a simplistic easy to understand show um but i'm guessing it, it's just easy filler and i'm probably going to talk about that more in length in a later episode anyway um i did the shooting the shot i, I did the wrestling thing anyway let's do this Let's see. So, going into today's main topic, I know it's been 45 minutes. And... Here's how it works. Alright, so my topic was what makes a good reboot. I was going to talk about this for as long as possible. Reboots are all the rage. 
I feel like this is last week tonight now. Reboots are all the rage. Have, have you noticed like about 15 years now we are dealing with reboots? We're rebooting Ninja Turtles every few years because I saw that movie. We've uh, tried our hand at rebooting Deal or No Deal even. Speaking of that, Press Your Luck has had a reboot. Card Shark has had a reboot. Supermarket Sweep has had a reboot. Uh, we've seen the reboot of Name That Tune. And that's all game shows. But then, you know, movies and TV shows have gotten a reboot. You know, Full House is Fuller House. We brought them back. Magnum P.I., Night Court. All of these TV shows have had a reboot. Anime has even had its share of reboots. Uh, everything from Trigun Stampede to FLCL. What is it called? Shoegaze? The new one? It. Everything has had a little bit of a mini reboot recently. And... Some are good, some suck. And I'm not going to say adaptation, I'm just going to say good and bad. But the adaptation part is very crucial to a lot of us. There's even a f- There's even a fucking Hulu comedy called Reboot. That's very funny. Uh, with Keegan-Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville. Uh, so, what makes a good reboot is really the main topic I want to talk about today. Uh, this is really tough. So, I'll start with the easiest one. You, the thing you, the the too long didn't read summary of a re- good reboot. You don't want to feel like a fucking little league dad or stage mom pushing this bullshit to your kids. I think that is the secret to a good reboot. You don't want to fucking be the like the thing I used to like. Be a mini clone of me. Because those things, and even G4 has rebooted, when they try that sort of, hey, fellow kid, try this, so then you, I can feel just as youthful as you are, doesn't fucking work. I've noticed that never works. The people who watch the Magnum PI reboot aren't kids. It's going to be fucking like people who are probably in their 30s when Magnum PI first started in the 80s, and now they're 70 years old. Oh boy. And they're still pissed because where's Tom Selleck? Ooh, it's gone woke. Oh yeah, and then if it's a reboot, don't make it woke. Because now you're ruining my childhood. Don't do that. You'll be ruining the kid, kid, people's childhood. Because once you reboot something, you know, the past thing never exists anymore. No, no, no. You can't just go back to the past and play the fucking thing you remember because suddenly a change in casting means everything's fucking ruined. You can't have a a black person or a woman or a gay. No. You've you've ruined the integrity of my Zoe 101 reboot. Not my proud family louder and prouder. Anyway, um, reboots are tough because essentially the the easiest summary is why do people reboot? Uh, mostly IP. A lot of these companies have intellectual property that is going to be placed in there, and then they don't want to be Winnie the Pooh. So they're going to try and reboot or soft reboot or come up with a special DVD set or documentary about something to retain that intellectual property for a few more years, kind of like uh, Dick Tracy with uh, with um, Brimley. No, 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 Brimley. Um, Burl. Elton Burl does that, I think. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty is the Dick Tracy. And he just tries to reboot that intellectual property every few years, so he does that like video call as Dick Tracy. Uh, that's what most studios have been doing. So you see, like, here's a Gem in the Holograms reboot, one off. Here's a Rocco's Modern Life reboot, one off. Here's a Rugrats show, maybe you'll watch. But it's a various uh, push, shall we say. Some because we really do want this to succeed because we've spent shitloads of money and we want the streaming service to work. Others because uh, Frasier is on Paramount Plus now. Is Eddie the dog back? Is Eddie the dog coming with with him? You know, in the reboot, he, he's not a radio psychologist. Now he has a podcast. Very ahead of its curve. 
remember they did uh what was the murphy brown had a reboot and i thought that was okay because it was joking about cable news because murphy brown used to be an anchor on a network and now cable news shows up so you had jokes about fox news and cnn and bad reporting and, and you get like the reboots don't really have like a new edge reboot i think the problem with reboots is it's one passing the torch you have to like the same thing i like kid and i hate those and two it's the you need to enjoy something because we keep our intellectual property alive by doing so and we're just gonna minor refresh it because we gave it to a set of younger eyes so you get powerpuff girls reboot you get a well, said they try and reboot. Not, not Fiona and Cake. That's an adaptation of Adventure Time. Um, but things like that. They, they, they have a sort of a reinvention of something. And what I've noticed uh, successfully, things like... Because to me, Trigun Stampede is a success. But the FLCL one that just came out, it was not. And I'm thinking it's one character design... Uh, and two, uh, keeping it in spirit of the show, but keeping it a little different that anyone can figure this shit out. Like, Trigun Stampede is still Vash's Stampede and Knives, and he's all on the run, and $20 million double dollar. You have all, and Wolfwood, he is a big priest. You have all those characters, and it's still the fucking show, but the design is different. The look is different. The characters are a little tweaked, but it's the same. And I, I think the problem with a lot of reboots is they want to be different, but not too different. They want to have uh, simplicity, but not too much simplicity. And it's like a, basically a sh shot in the dark. And I don't blame a lot of people for thinking it's just luck. Because it kind of is. Um, because video games have done reboots, too. It's not just in the TV industry or in the movie industry. How many times is Star Wars Born going to be rebooted? Am I right, folks? Uh it's gonna be things like video games assassin's creed has had a new game out this week and i haven't seen any buzz about assassin's creed i don't know if it's a reboot i don't know if desmond miles is around still i don't people fell out but they're still making that fucking series which makes you wonder is it a reboot is it new who knows uh but I, I think the secret to a good reboot is one uh you can't just be like i was nine when this came out and now i'm 20 and i want to see it again i think that's nostalgia goggles and that does work i i think the best way to do a reboot is you have to um simple you have to simplify the design principles of each character that you're doing change the look slightly and uh you, you want you want to baby girl everything you got a baby girl superman for my life as superman because that somehow worked my life as superman is not technically a reboot it's just an adaptation of superman comics but its simplicity is kind of what a lot of good reboots have been doing it's if you already fucking know Superman's Clark Kent and there's Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen and he flies around and has superpowers, then you fucking already know half the show. But here's some new adventures and new ideas. The last thing I would say was a good reboot when I was a kid. Hey, I was a kid once. Uh, Scooby-Doo. I think every fucking like few years, there's always an attempt to reboot Scooby-Doo. And it doesn't work because it's a 70s teen mystery show with ghosts and oh my god jeep jinkies and let's say all oh man jinkins and but what worked i would say well even though it was not as good as the original was what's new scooby-doo what's new scooby-doo was the 90s version of scooby-doo they still had the teens uh fred had a different outfit they had a different theme song even but people love that fucking theme song and they love those things because they kept the same beats by beats we're at this new theme park and oh it's haunted and there's a haunted house and who wants to alienate people out of here oh it's old man jenkins because he used to own the place and he got a bad it, it's always the same thing 
When are we gonna get the new Columbo mysteries? When are we gonna get Kid Columbo? With a kid playing a Peter Falk, like young Sheldon. Uh, anyway, uh, a good reboot. Um, I think for a game show, it just needs to stick to its core principles. I, I think you that's the best way to do any reboot. Like, um, like, like for instance, uh, what was the game show? They recently renamed that too, right? So they kept the name, bit of note. They kept uh, Golden Medley, and those are still like prevalent things of the show. But well, what if the house band had this? And what if the set was this? What if had Randy Jackson be the band leader? What if we had, it's all casting decisions? And you wonder, like, what was the go ahead on that? What was the plan for that? How would you, like, Wheel of Fortune has been on the air for like 40 years. You can't reboot Wheel of Fortune, it's still on the air, but how are you going to simplify if that happens? Or how would you do Jeopardy if no one's ever seen Jeopardy before? Things like that always go into my head. But for a game show reboot, it just needs to stick to its own format. I think the big problem was the, the mole. Oh, I, I talked about the mole. They rebooted the mole last year, and I hated it. I did not like I, I did not like the reboot of the mole. Uh, first of all, they went through the Netflix uh, jump cut. Uh, sorry, the Netflix binge watch. Let's cliffhanger you to the next episode, which I guess fine stylistically, but in terms of like the breakdown of a mole episode, where it's Here's a first mission, here's a second mission, here's the test, and here's the elimination ceremony. It's now sporadic, and sometimes you get one mission, sometimes you get two. And a lot of the time, you don't really care what, what who gets the fucking, uh, ex like, uh, who, who, who gets executed. Because it's no longer dramatic, it's hit the fucking phone and hope a green light shows up. Oh, you got the immunity, good job, but you've also fucked over the team for 40,000 it, it, it doesn't fucking matter because it's too fucking slow at that point. You wasted your money doing missions. And the the secret to the mole, at least in my mind, because I've watched Belgian Mole, I've watched uh, Netherlands Mole, I've watched a few moles, is you want that show to feel like you're watching a spy movie. You You want it to feel like a spy thriller. And I think the big problem was... Uh, they never had the beats to do that. They had to go through the confessionals and they had to go... Uh, they had to continue going through uh, the host, going through the challenges. And, and the host was fine. Um, but you want it to feel like they're on their own in the spy mission so one of them can sabotage and you can feel that beat instead of just obvious when it's confessional of yeah i felt scared no you you didn't you were the mole you fucking liar it it, it doesn't work you want it to feel good and that's a bad reboot terrible reboot you know what's a good reboot temptation island i don't like temptation island i hate it's so fucking scummy because it's, hey, here's couples who are going through a lot. Let's find a new relationship for them. Or they could stick with this one in an ultimate sticker twist. And then let's watch them look at videos of them fucking on the beach. Uh, and you're supposed to be outraged. But nowadays, get this, you don't have to watch a DVD player. They watch it on the fucking smartphone. <laughs> wow. And uh, it, it doesn't work. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that says Solitary should be rebooted. That's an easy thing you can have done. Uh, I think that's one of the easy lips. Concentration, I'm surprised, hasn't gotten rebooted yet in terms of game shows. Um, and uh, I would say then, like, what would be in the last good game show is like, I mean, not Greed. I mean, people like Greed. Um, the, the Road Rules. Road Rules was simplistic. They haven't brought that back. It was originally the Real World Road Rules Challenge. And then it's just the challenge because there's no more Road Rules. But Road Rules was a fucking cool show. Uh, anyway, 
in terms of like reboots for TV shows and movies, it, it, it's tough because you're going to keep the original cast or you're just going to get a new cast. How are you going to handle the situations? And thing? It, it's a juggle. It's a toss up. You don't know what works. Tiny Toon University is, is okay, but its focus is now on uh, the colleges and uh-oh student loans and dorm mates. And last time I watched Tiny Toon Adventures, even though it was sent to college, it was kind of more s supposed to be like a, a uh, school cover. They just said Loonaversity, even though it's supposed to be generic school. So if they want to do a teacher and they want, because you're a kid, you're like in, you're in elementary school, you can try and see yourself with Babs and Buster. And that's not there anymore. Now it's a, oh no, the coffee shop is gone, gang. Very, very silly. Um, <laughs> it's, I, I don't know how to feel about a lot of those reboots. I, I like Trigon CMB. That was a really good reboot. I, I think Press Your Luck is one of the best reboots to have existed in terms of game shows. But you need to come up with something. And also, let's make a deal. Technically speaking, let's make a deal is reboot Wayne Brady. You want to come up with something that is the same as it was, but slightly. It's same, same, but different. No, you, know, you want something that is, uh, it, it's unique. You want it to feel like a show that somebody watching it for the first time can get hooked on it without knowing anything about the original. I think that is the case. You want it to be something where you can watch it and understand the show and not fucking <coughs> have to go, oh god, this is a reboot. You know, like Walker, Texas Ranger got a reboot with the supernatural guy. I don't know why, but hey. You're going to keep thinking Chuck Norris because of your years on the internet doing Chuck Norris jokes. So why fucking do the fucking show? You're going to have to reboot it completely. Well, it's, it's a, you have to do like Lady Walker. You have to do something where it's like, well, this is Chuck Norris's daughter or something. You have to do something like that. So, so it's the maybe? Who knows? It... it it's just, I don't... Reboots can get so much better. I just don't know how to... To me, that's the little hook of, of this. Is For a TV show and movie, it's not my liberty. I just know a lot of reboots I see that are of TV shows and movies. Mostly suck. And it's not because of the writers. It's not because of the talent, like being the actors. It's mostly, I don't think the heart is in most of those projects. It's just sort of, for writers, it's, well, I'm familiar with this concept, I can write something. And for actors, well, it's food. And it might be longevity, because this is a, a TV show based on a familiar franchise. So maybe I can get five seasons of work. It, it doesn't happen all the time. And if it's a movie, you get compared to the original. Which one was the better Halloween movie? Let me know. Which was the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie? Let me know. Let me know. Any more reboots? So, in conclusion, um, I, you want to make sure it feels fresh and you want it to be familiar to those that are new and old. You want it to essentially... trying to figure out what's the best way to describe it you want to make kind of the frozen yogurt adaptation of the ice cream that it was the food so if your past was this like delicious hot fudge ice cream that's a soft serve at the dairy queen and you're now at the menchies or yogurt land and you got the vanilla frozen yogurt and you're still doing the hot fudge and you're still doing it's not really what it was in the past but it still kind of looks and tastes kind of like it but it's different enough that someone who likes this shit would enjoy it. that's what it has to be 
that's all. Anyway, um, I have no idea where I'm going next. But um, a lot of people really cling on to nostalgia when it comes to reboots and really cling to nostalgia for a lot of things. And kill that. Just kill it. I know you had a good time in the 80s or 90s or 2000s. Oh my god, I remember the OC or Twilight or whatever. Back to the future. All oh, they're killing. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's not going away. In fact, nostalgia is kind of keeping you alive because now you can fucking uh, play ROMs of your favorite Nintendo games legally, but there, or Nintendo will gladly pay you, will gladly, uh, for like, what, 12 bucks a month, you can play Nintendo games on your Switch. They're good games. Pilot Wings is on there. Uh, and, and have a good time with that. That's all. Anyway, um, let's see. I think that's good. I think the best game to reboot is Trigun Stampede currently, and Press Your Luck. I'm sure there are others. I'm not gonna exclusively go with those. Ninja Turtles is fine, but it's not me. I'm not the main demo for Ninja Turtles anymore. You gotta be accepting of that. And. It, it kind of sucks because I had all the research and I kind of deleted it. Okay, well, that is it for today's episode. I uh, will see you again soon. I don't know when. There'll be a new Game Shows, I suppose, episode coming up probably mid-October. When I get to review Raid the Cage and a few other things, we'll see how that goes. I'll be playing a few video games. I don't if I have some time. I'll talk about that on, on the socials. But for now, I'm going to get some bed because now I'm really about to drown out to bed. Get very sleepy. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or check me out at jordanhaas.com where all my socials are available for you. Additionally, uh, there is game shows, I suppose, and a Patreon, patreon.com slash jordanhaas. It serves as a tip jar you do not have to donate you don't get exclusive things whatsoever that's just the way i kind of have been treating it and i'll see you again soon for another exciting episode when i get the chance obviously when is it i do not know it should it should be an interesting uh time but uh yeah video games movies all that good stuff and i'll see you soon for another great episode. This is Jordan Haas signing off. Good night. Fortnite.